Today's episode is sponsored by TrueLearn. TrueLearn has smart banks of practice questions for a wide variety of high-stakes examinations. Are you a med student? They have smart banks for step one and two. Are you a resident in the field of internal medicine, emergency medicine, or anesthesiology? They have you covered with smart banks for the exams you will encounter along your journey. But this is not only for physicians. PAs and MPs can prepare for their exams using TrueLearn as well. They can even help nurses prepare for the NCLEX. Click the link in the show notes for a discount by using the code EddieJoeM. D25. Crush your upcoming exams by using TrueLearn. Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. Today is the 13th of December of 2023, and we're going to be discussing an article titled Incidents of Asymptomatic Catheter-Related Thrombosis in Intensive Care Unit Patients, a Prospective Cohort Study published in the Annals of Intensive Care. As always, This is not medical advice on how to treat critically ill patients. Read these data for yourself. Hat tip to the authors. Before I begin, I'd like to thank everybody for your support on purchasing the book that I recently published titled The Vasopressor and Inotrope Handbook. It is available both on Amazon as well as on my website on eddiejoemd.com. Check out the links in the show notes for further details on where you can purchase my book. In our critical care units, we frequently use central venous catheters called CVCs or central lines. And while they are indispensable for patient management, they come with the risks of catheter-related thrombosis. Traditionally, the medical community has focused on symptomatic catheter-related thrombosis. However, there's a blind spot, asymptomatic catheter-related thrombosis. This discussion for today's article of sorts delves into this underexplored area, providing us with crucial insights. This prospective cohort study was conducted in a non-oncologic intensive care unit. That's important because oncologic patients tend to have more DVTs than non-oncologic patients. The research, the researchers here, excuse me, meticulously followed 203 patients who received 375 catheter insertions. Each patient was monitored daily using ultrasound, which is, at the end of the day, a non-invasive technique, to detect any signs of catheter-related thrombosis. The primary objective here was to assess the incidence of asymptomatic catheter-related thrombosis in ICU patients. Before diving into the results, let's go ahead and understand the approach that the researchers took to conduct the study. The inclusion criteria were comprehensive, covering a diverse range of ICU patients. Daily ultrasounds were performed, which is a step above the usual practice. I don't know what you do at your institution, but I definitely do not perform daily ultrasounds on my patients to look for thromboses. This method, however, allowed for an accurate capture of catheter-related thrombosis occurrence, even the silent ones. So let's talk about the results. Let's talk about the numbers, because they're quite revealing. Out of 203 patients, a significant 25% of patients, let's take that into account that it's a quarter of the patients developed catheter-related thrombosis. But here's the catch. All of these catheter-related thrombosis incidences were asymptomatic. It's really a startling relevation suggesting that catheter-related thrombosis might be far more a common complication than what we previously thought. Now, the researchers were able to identify several risk factors for this, including catheter types and insertion sites. And it was quite, I guess, surprising to see that 
Obesity and ECMO support emerged as protective factors against catheter-related thrombosis. Now, let's take a deeper dive into the data. The study found that 88% of the catheter-related thrombosis were partial thrombosis, not complete occlusion, but rather partial thrombosis. This finding challenges the existing notion that complete occlusion is the predominant form of catheter-related thrombosis. Additionally, the internal jugular vein, often preferred for its ease of access, showed a higher incidence of catheter-related thrombosis. And it's really troubling to me because what do we do from here? Like, is this information going to potentially change our site selection practices? But the study opens several avenues for discussion. First, the high incidence of asymptomatic catheter-related thrombosis calls for a reevaluation of our monitoring process. Should routine ultrasounds become a standard in the ICU? Also, the protective role of obesity and ECMO, typically considered risk factors for other complications? Is it a paradox that needs more exploration? Furthermore, the study highlights the need to be more judicious in our choice of catheter types and sites. I mean, the other thing is, are we going to have to start um, anticoagulating more patients? I'm, I'm not sure what to do with this. As medical professionals, we must constantly adapt our practices based on emerging evidence. And the trouble with this is that the study suggests a shift in our approach to catheter-related thrombosis prevention and management. Perhaps it's even a time to consider routine screening for high-risk patients or, again, reevaluate our catheter choice and insertion techniques. All in all, this study sheds light on the often overlooked issue of asymptomatic catheter-related thrombosis in ICU patients. Its findings are a call to action for us in the medical community to revisit and refine our strategies in catheter management. We have to remember that every piece of evidence, every data point can be crucial in our endeavor to provide the best care possible for our patients. So what do you think? I mean, should we really start digging into all these patients or is this, is this catheter-related thrombosis that we're finding the incidence of a quarter? Are these patients having clinical manifestations on the tail end because of this? I'm, I'm really quite confused. I don't know what to do with these data, but I'd like to hear what you think. Thanks for joining me on the Saving Lives podcast. Again, I'm Eddie Joe. It's been a pleasure discussing the study with you and Again, thanks for, thanks for supporting my, my work and thanks for supporting the Basal Pressure and Inotrope book and making it a bestseller on Amazon. Hope you have a great day, guys. Bye.